everybody. Welcome to Your Greatest Teacher, Reflections on Educating and Relating to Young People Differently. This is episode two, where we're going to talk a little bit about our experience with a mixed age community, a truly mixed age community, from babies to old ladies. If you didn't know, I'm Nadia. I'm Minza. And let's get into it. Actually, we're going to do a little bit of just like reflection from our past week. Um, and just share, we facilitate a self-directed educational space and unschooling community. So we're just going to reflect a little bit together first um, on some of the like high points from our week and some of the hard things, some of the challenges, and then we'll kind of get into the mixed age stuff. Um, so what was like some good stuff that happened this week, this week for you? Um, for me, it's a new gym. The kids trying to create like new gym and they find a space and they really work on it and they're trying to be and that also came in with the system how to be like in and out and yeah they also I can see they're spending more time in there too yeah that is the thing I think it's for me gym thing yeah the gym is really cool because it's actually like we have a home-based space on a massive piece of land, but it's actually our neighbor's space. He lives above, and he kind of has a garage that he, he he's funny. He said offhandedly, he's like, oh, whatever you need it for. And it was like two days later, we were like all in there, and all the kids were cleaning it out. Um, so he's amazing for that, for letting us use that space. But I agree, that was super beautiful, like everybody coming together to literally clean, like for hours, cleaning for five hours the whole day. But they worked together and there was so much collaboration and they were like delegating roles. So yeah, that was for sure a beautiful moment. I think my high, point, my high point though in the week was we had a facilitator who was on holiday for a bit and she came back and I think, yeah, just kind of the light in some kids' eyes of like seeing her again and her really calm presence. And um, she's amazing, but also she offered she wasn't with us too much before her holiday so she came back and she said well what do you think about me more offering more like concrete art lessons and i'm like yes for sure um but it was really cool the other day i got to observe her and like she was offering an art lesson for in for anybody who wanted to join and it was such a mixed group of kids that joined her and not what she expected like yeah. who she expected to join her um but it was so cool as an observer to witness like they came, I don't even think they let her start the lesson she had planned. <laughs> they kind of all had their own idea and they all came and they got, you know, it was supposed to be about expression, like drawing expressions. And sh they all just like got books and started to kind of do their own thing. But they were together and they were connecting with her. And so it was really, that was such a high point for me to see her um, go with the flow and like just know that it's not about her what she wanted to offer it's more about them wanting to connect with her and so watching her do that was was really really cool um what about some challenges from your week what was challenging for you uh, for me in this week i think it's like i i go back to myanmar for one week and then there's some new cases coming right so it's like Normally, when new kids coming, they interact with me fast. Mm -hmm. So I try to connect with them easily, mm -hmm. and it can be. But this time is they already in here, 
they already connect with other kid and with other people and then I need to come in and be doing that. That is really hard for me. And yeah, that is the thing really hard for me. I think like need to be like already they are already in a relationship and then I'm gonna kind of be in a between mm -hmm. and for my relationship with the, the kid and yeah that is the thing I think it's hard for me yeah you're always like the first point of connection yeah um so that's hard for me when you're gone <laughs> not that I can't connect but that's kind of like yeah I'm not a morning person number one um yeah I think my challenge, I think my honest challenge is just like, I feel really overwhelmed at the moment with like so many different things. And when I get overwhelmed, my brain also with ADHD is like here, there, here, there, go everywhere. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a challenge for me to even like kind of be present. I think this week was really hard for me. Um, but such a, it was such a good week. Like there's, Every week is kind of a good week, but so many good things happening. Yeah. Should we get into it? Yeah. What is it like having a mixed age group of kids from babies to old ladies, which for us means three years old to 12 and a half, 13 is kind of the oldest yeah. we've had. Well, um, but yeah. then considering us as also part of that, yeah. the community as well. Um, I, we want to share this because it's a part of relating differently, which is what we're talking about, and educating differently than maybe what happens in schools. Mm. Um, and we share it not to compare to schools, but like as this inspiration maybe and vision for the future of what education looks like um, because it has some really beautiful aspects to it. So yeah, our space is from three to 13 years old. We've had kids younger than three before, like not so long ago. We had like a two, not even two year old. <laughs> um, and it's beautiful. Sorry, there's a little pause there because I'm just trying to think where we're going with it. Um, yeah, let, I guess let's, let's talk about how cool it can be to be in relationship with, oh, I was, what I was going to say, sorry, now I don't remember, is, um, it's a mixed age space. And I think when you hear that term in like a school setting, sometimes there are like mixed ages, like especially in early years or if it's Montessori, they'll put like three, four and five year olds together. I worked in an international school that was like the four and the five year olds together, the six and the seven year olds together or like grade one and grade two. Um, you kind of hear of it in schools, the grade level up or down together. Um, but this is totally mixed. This would be like if you were grade one and grade six and everybody was together yeah, yeah. and everybody got to interact. Um, we're one group. Granted, we are, we're a pretty small group. We're around 17 most of the time. Um, but it is mixed. So it would be like having a classroom of kids of all different ages. Um, and that, that can be scary I, I, some of these things i think are just scary for educators to think about because yeah. there's so many differing needs but um let's get into it what are the what are your from your perspective we only have one mic still so we're going to be passing back and forth but what is beautiful about it uh, i never been in school so i don't really i, I say i mean like i'm not teaching teacher. in school mm -hmm. right 
So, I, I don't know what is that school look like, you know? But that, you know that it's all yeah, the same yeah, ages together, right? Same, yeah. And for me, it's really beautiful because uh, you can see the older kid and the younger kid, they, they can be together really, really nice because the older kid really take care of the younger kid mm. and also the younger kids sometimes they want to spend time with the older kid like not like one or two year old like way more old than like we can see like in here like two year old kids always want to go spend time with the 11 year old or 12 year old boy right like like they, they like to spend time and also Although they're learning from each other a lot, like sometimes the older kids want to go spend time with the younger kids because they want they want they want to play with them. Like it's the kid, like, right? I think sometimes too for the older kids going to the younger kids, it's almost like they learn a little bit about themselves. Mm -hmm. Actually, I could cry. I don't know. I'm emotional, but they learn a little bit about themselves. I think because I think that they're offering this like respect to the younger kids that that either they didn't get or they weren't aware of. Mm -hmm. And so I think, yeah, they, they learn about like human, they learn about human children, which is also themselves. So I feel like they do learn, the young, older ones do learn from the younger ones, just what it means to be human. And also I just try to mention like, not, they are not like, we, we need to be remind, remind them sometime, like they don't need to take care of them, mm -hmm. the older kid, right? Like they like, that is not your job. We that is real job. But they they like to they mm. like to do it. You know, not like pressure. Oh, I need to take care. Mm. I think that is the thing too. Like sometimes we need to remind all the kid. Like okay, you don't you don't want to. You don't need to. And but I think it's like yeah, it's like how they are carrying each other. Uh, it's like beautiful. And then you can see like. They can do something together, you know, like, yeah, I, I think that is a beautiful thing. I like that you mentioned that idea of like, they get to be, the older kids get to be in relationship with the younger kid, but it's not a responsibility for, yeah. for, like, we all have this responsibility as a community to care for each other and look out for each other but they are not, like, it's not their job to mm. make sure. Of course, we're all looking out for each other, but I do tell kids sometimes, like, especially when we have a young, young kid, like like a couple weeks ago, or for a couple weeks, we had an under three-year-old. And so that did require a little bit more, like, hey, can you watch just for a second? But then there were moments of, like, hey, are you wanting to go and do something? Let yeah. me know, because you don't, it's not your responsibility to stay with this kid the whole time. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they're like, no, I want to watch him, or no, I want to play with Very him. Good. And it's like, okay, beautiful. And sometimes it's like, yeah, can I go do the same? It's like, of course, because it's not your, it's not like, um, it's not their job to watch the younger kids, but they get to be in relationship with the younger kids. Yeah. And I think that's a cool distinction of like, they can care for them, but it's not their job yeah. to care for them. But they do. I posted the other day, like Peter Gray has this quote about, like just humans and like as a, as a species that we wouldn't survive if it wasn't for like our and it's the word like innate is like we're born with it our compassion to care for young children and like to like see a baby and like 
feel yeah. the the desire to care for it. And so I think we really see that again, especially when we have under three year olds, because it's interesting what happens with the actually once they turn three, they want to be more autonomous. So that's yeah. interesting too. And maybe I can um, maybe I can get into this idea right now of like, and you can stop me anytime, yeah. Yeah. But just because it's popping up, when they turn three, they don't want help with anything. Yeah. Like, the two-year-old is like, come, come, come with me. Actually, mm-hmm. And then when they turn three, they're like, get away from me. <laughs> um, so it's really cool to also, for the older kids and for the younger kids to be like, well, you're allowed to have boundaries. And for the older kids to say, just because you're older doesn't mean you can just grab yeah, them. Like doesn't mean you can just take a toy from them just because they're younger like they're communicating with you. you so it's a cool like learning opportunity i think for everybody to really respect young people mm. and it's like us as adults to young people but then young people to younger people yeah the way that they have to learn how to interact with younger people with respect mm. and to give younger people than them like consent and know that you can't just push them around or take things from them like they are mm. literally they are a human I think I find myself saying a lot, like, they're not a doll, <laughs> they are human, yeah. but I I think, and that sounds maybe like a negative thing, but it's really a positive and it's really the, a beautiful thing, because I think when we're thinking about the idea of ageism, that we're trying to eliminate from adults to children, but it also, I think the way that it's going to be eliminated is in these spaces where young kids are learning that anybody younger than them still has rights and still has a voice and still has a say and so it's not that we're waiting till they're adults and saying respect children they are children and we're saying respect everybody yeah do you have any I thoughts think, about that i think it's also other, other thing is like for older kids they have like privacy like concept yeah and younger kids maybe some kids don't talk or some kids is shy to talk or scary to talk and you can see his reaction and how he's face like reaction or his move like they you you can see that and maybe they say no they say yes maybe the older kids like have a lot of practice for that too you know like sometimes the kids just don't talk and just got scared or something they they see that from there and they they learn it to a day yeah and i just have this connection in my head of like um how it connects to decolonization. I'm always gonna make this connection, I think, because when we're talking about like racism and colonization, we're talking about this like idea of saving people who don't need to be saved. And I think sometimes we see that a lot when kids are new to our space and they're used to relating in younger kids to younger kids differently. It's like, oh, oh, let me help you. Oh, oh. And it's like, I'll just grab him. Yeah, or just grab him. Or no, you can't do that. And it's coming from such a good intentional place of care. But it's also coming from this feeling of needing to save younger kids. And they don't need it. Yeah. And it's like funny sometimes when the kids, the younger kids have been in our space for long enough. Mm-hmm. And somebody kind of tries to jump in to like save them when they don't need saving. They're just kind of like, uh, they don't know how to act. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I connect it also to this idea of like always having to be a savior as well and needing to save. We don't we don't need to save the younger kids, but you see from peer, like even from younger kid to younger kid, that they'll jump in because yeah. their view of the child is at that deficit point. 
Um, and so, and so it's also like this fact of like, what does care mean? Mm-hmm. And like the idea of like, but listening to young kids boundaries is part of caring for them. Mm-hmm. You don't need to like, we say a lot the phrase, like if they don't want help, it's not yeah. helpful. Yeah. And yeah. So I feel like in and of itself, just being in relationship with, with support, I think, because we're supporting this different, we're supporting young people to also see young people differently. And the messaging they, they got about how they were treated. I think, yeah, like, kind of like how we are give that relationship, like, to all the kids, too, how we are relationship with them, they go to the relationship mm-hmm. with the younger kids, like that. So that is like, that is we talking, like, other one, like, this is like real life. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, how is we are treating them? They they live with that kind of stuff with the, everybody. I think not only the younger kid, with everybody, with respectful and yeah, I think that is how we are relationship with them. They try to really, they try to be go down to the younger kid with same same thing like that. I think. For sure. And I think like in unschooling, we would say like the aspect of de-schooling, right? Where as the older kids, we're shedding this idea that like people have control over us and we need to let that go, kind of some of that trauma. And I think that that as being adults in a space with mixed ages who are intentional about the way that peers relate to each other too, um, and like kind of supporting that shift, um, I think it can have like generational impact. And not to get emotional again, but if we're thinking about like the future of education in last episode, we were talking about the future of the world. How impactful is it to have groups of children who are being treated with respect and who have consent and then are passing that down to even younger kids? Yeah. And then if we think about then them as adults and the way they treat their children, like I think it could be so beautiful for the future of the world that that no matter the age, they're, they feel respected. They mm-hmm. feel that they are, they have a voice and that the way they're treating others is similarly. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, any other beautiful aspects? I have a few, but I want to make sure that I give you time on the microphone. Is there a story you want to tell maybe? Yeah, yeah. A couple of stories are like really beautiful story like I always talk to it. I, when I see everybody when they ask about our space and thing. I always talk like that story about the trembling thing. So um, before we had a trembling, like, you need to say like from beginning about the trembling thing because uh, we have one trembling, like big trembling, and now we have one neighbor who live with, with us nearly anywhere land. And then the trembling is nearly his house, but he's... This is a different neighbor than the one who lent us his gym. Yeah. I think we had two neighbors at that point on the same land with us. Yeah, but the neighbor is walking in the nighttime. That is the thing too, like, he don't really care, like, too much, but he walk in nighttime. So the kids coming nine o'clock, the kids jumping crazy that time, right? So, so we had a problem about the trembling that time. And we say the, the kid like, okay, the younger kids can be jumping in the morning, the older kids can jump in the night, in the daytime. In the afternoon. After yeah, after lunch. So they're doing that and then the, they had a problem. Who decided that morning and 
and afternoon time. Was it us? I think I think us decide that time. And then couple weeks and then and the kids like, oh, we should move the trembling. Like different area. So we we move. Right? Every kid is like holding <laughs> every park and they move it their stuff. And then they jump all together. And all together jump. And then I think the younger the older kids is bring up that that problem they say like oh it's so many people in trembling they cannot jump really good and then also we we have we we know that too like the younger kid really scary to jump in trembling with the older kid but the younger kids didn't say anything right but the older kids say too like they don't want to jump with the younger kid because they cannot jump crazy and so we say like okay let's so you guys can talk we can talk right like they bring up we all coming together and they all talk or even at the younger kid and they talk and they have like they saw in the problem how they can jump they come out they got agreement and then coming up with system so so the system is i i really like that one that part too because because even up uh the system i should say that too and they, they try to create the system like who how many people can be jump in trembling. I think that time they give five. And the five people can yeah. jump in trembling and that other people can be wait. So I think you have a question like how who who we know like nice nice like who's gonna be wait waiting list, how are we gonna do? So that is they have the blog they have this sewing like okay, we're gonna paint in the name. And that who who is waiting is paid in a waiting list. Yeah, but I think it's important that it wasn't writing down their names. It was yeah. they had pictures, and I think that that it's this idea of creating systems that include everybody. Yeah. So having their pictures that they could move their pictures in the system, then allowed even the younger kids to participate in the system. Yeah, they right. weren't controlled of like, oh, it's your turn, it's your turn. They were in charge of when they wanted to go in and out and where they were. Yeah, that is what I'm trying to say is like even at that time I really shocked like that twenty two year old kids is like even a two year old kid follow that sister. He know he cannot jump this time. He know he's putting his photo in a waiting list and then when the time the people can call him for play he he can jump in that time. So that things like when they are with the group even though like so different age and so many different age and but when they are create or they talking together even though the younger kid the younger age is like they can follow through like that system i think that is a i think it's a beautiful thing yeah the trampoline it's like all these spaces where there's conflict we're able to turn into like connection and yeah. like more freedom even um, and I think I just wrote a note of like, uh, some of our next episodes might be, they didn't just talk, like it was facilitated yeah. and it was facilitated in a specific way. And so in, in episodes to come, we'll talk about the, the philosophy that we use in terms of collaborative decision-making, which is called sociocracy. So we'll have a whole episode on that. Um, there's so... I think we should talk about the word empathy because you have another story when it comes to the word empathy as oh, well. Yeah. Of like, like I said before, I think when they're interacting with, when the young kids are interacting with the younger kids from a different lens, one of respect and one of 
like curiosity. Yeah. Like I was saying, they start to learn a little bit about their own humanity. And I think it builds a lot of empathy. And so you have a story about the... We see a lot of shifts in like... um, I guess, can I tell a story and then you can tell that story about the... Because I think something we see is like... And this isn't a comparison, but it's really an observation of kids who come to our space from other spaces and their view of children. Because they will come and it's like, oh, and they'll use the word like baby. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a baby, you can't do that. I'm like, first of all, this isn't a baby if it's a three-year-old, yeah. number one. Um, but also it's this reminding of like, well, actually, he's pretty okay doing this. Yeah, it, yeah. Look, He looks safe to me. He doesn't, he's not asking for help. Um, so, yeah, they come from this space of, but you can't do it, you're a baby. Or I don't want to hang out with you, you're a baby. And these are like these are the phrases we hear a lot in the yeah, playground yeah, as well yeah. too, like in other spaces. Like you're a baby. No, we don't want babies to play with that. Mm-hmm. But we don't hear that from kids who have been in our space for long enough. Yeah. And so there is a shift that happens, but it's so noticeable when we observe a kid who's just new to the space and hasn't been in mixed age spaces. Their view of the child is that babies younger young anybody younger than them because even three-year-olds right we had this really recently the three-year-olds to the almost two-year-olds were like Like, you can't do that you can't do that and it's like yes you can you know and like even reminding the three-year-olds that somebody younger than them has capacity to do things on their own um is really interesting but you have another noticeable story of kind of the comparison from kids who are new to the space versus kids who have been in our space for longer and are used to having um just being in relationship and community with kids of all ages Mm. yeah but before going there i just like have one thing like what we have say like even our in space, our space like set, set older kids. Sometimes they don't want to hang out with the, the younger kid too. But it's like how they using is like okay now I don't like we don't want to spend time with you yet, right? Like we we busy to do something or after this we hang out or something like that. You know, like how they using is like not because your baby we don't want to play with you. Now we mm. have something to do, and that is we don't want to play with you yet no like that kind of thing too yeah like that's a different yeah like respectful communication yeah. it's not like because you're small you can't or we won't it's just right now there's something we want to do and we want to do it together and we can do this with you later but it's not sometimes it is because the age yeah. but it's never portrayed like you're a baby i don't yeah, i can't do this with yeah. you so yeah the communication becomes really respectful too yeah uh, the, the story is like the other day, a couple of weeks ago, and we trying to be start renew. We want to be renew. We are playground, play area. So I like bring couple kids that time hang out with me and talking. We talking around, and then we 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 nearly in playground. So we say like, okay, I want to be like, like facing this playground. So like, what you guys want in playground? So like, you know what we need, and let's make like a little like design and we are mine right so it's like one case is it's new it's like one or two days i think that time and he's like okay we need like pull up gym or how old is this kid like 12 and a half now 12 and a half yeah so he's like he ha- he wanted 
like Jim, like kind of like pull up things, like so many things he talk about what he want, you know. And then the other other kids like same twelve twelve year old kids. He's like he's listening, we listening, and like okay, that that is good, that is good. And then that twelve year old kid is like the okay. one who's been here for a while. Yeah, the been the been here like for four four five months, and the kids like he say like okay. That is good, but also we need to thinking for younger kid. What we gonna pay for younger kid? You know, like so. It's like I think it's like he's he's he want he say what he want to, but also he's thinking for the younger kid. Like he's like okay in this community, not only us. So we need to thinking for the younger kid too. Like what they want to be. You know, like what we should pay for him. I think that is a beautiful thing. Like he's caring caring for him. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm thinking as we're talking, maybe this episode is like only about the beautiful things because I think there's so many. Yeah. And I don't necessarily want to put the like challenging things in its own episode, but maybe it is because there's so much. So much challenging too. Yeah. So much beauty that comes from this. So I'm gonna kind of keep going with the beautiful yeah. things. Um. So empathy, that ability to have empathy towards a broader range of humans and. I would really like to get some like old people in our space. Oh. Honestly, I really because I think it has to go both ways, but th we have to do it organically. Um, but there's a couple other things I'm gonna touch on. So we've talked about like a little bit about caring for each other and a little bit about empathy. And I was thinking too from a teachery perspective. Yeah. Like I think something that's scary to think about a classroom with such a broad range is like, well, how do you how do you teach? And we we don't really teach it the same way but it's about needs right mm -hmm. because because school has helped us or enabled us to what's the right word school has taught us that like kids of certain ages only have certain needs or like certain skills that they should be developing and the beautiful thing about having a group of mixed age kids is you can have a two-year-old and 11 year old who both are getting what they need out of an experience together so we think that older kids have such separate needs from the younger kids. And there are aspects of like the needs are different, but there are also many, many spaces where they're getting their needs met at the same time. And like yeah. sensory play is one of them <laughs> and sensory experiences. Like I think the first time some of our older kids had experienced sensory play as older kids, yep. the 11 year olds wanted to be in a, in on a table full of beans Five together. you know and they're like pushing the younger kids out of the way to like lay on a table yeah. of beans that were there as a sensory invitation and so i think if we're thinking about needs of humans it's so cool to see that a two-year-old and 11 year old can be getting their needs met at the same time and it doesn't necessarily look as different as we think it does yeah and um so I think that's really cool. Even like reading and writing needs, right? Like we have so many kids of so many ages and backgrounds and languages. And so the idea that like all of the three-year-olds are reading on level, like as an educator, you know that's not true because yeah. you know in the classroom you're struggling to differentiate, right? Yeah. And you have kids all of the same level, but you're like, but this kid's here and this kid's, you know, this kid's an A, this kid's an F. And so I think it's like, we're scared to jump out of this bubble. But if we really look at the bubble that we're in, 
we're already noticing that we can have a group of all five-year-olds and they're completely fucking different. Excuse my language, sorry. But we already see that and it's hard for us as educators because we're totally having to differentiate to so many different levels and needs. So what if our kids were just mixed and then we could group based on need, but it wouldn't be based on age. And I think that's that it's like, because we, you know, we don't always get to some of the academic stuff because it's not the super focus of our space and we're only open three days a week. But there are some like needs-based groups and it's not age-based. And so it makes so much more sense to let go of the need to have all the same kids at the same age together and differentiate to a hundred levels versus have a hundred levels around you and then and then have small moments of the day where you're supporting skill development based on need and not based on age. Um, So I got a little fired up on that one because it's like the problem is already there in a conventional classroom. This need to differentiate in so many ways that it's like, hey, here's a solution to that. Here's something that we might be scared of because it looks different, but man, it would make things really a lot easier. Yeah. So I don't know if you have anything to say about that, but that's for my teacher people because I know that it's scary to think of kids of so many different ages, but you are, I I have my teacher friends message me all the time about how much they need to differentiate and how much need there is in their class. And so it's not totally working the way it is conventionally right now. Um, Do you have any thoughts on that? (laughs) Okay. Um, Can I go on to something else? I definitely am going to give this back to you. But um, I had a story too. I think I forgot it. But I also, I guess, again, for my educators watching, I wanted to introduce um, a term that is also from Gianna Clements, who I kind of talked about last episode as well. And it's peer scaffolding. So like, I don't know if you know this word scaffolding in education. It's like this idea that we're, there might be a concept or a skill and we're like um, giving this, each, each kid has a different scaffold, like steps they need to get in order to do that. Um, but what Gianna Clement says about self-directed education and mixed group communities is that it's so much more effective in scaffolding than a homogenous group with a teacher who's doing the scaffolding. And so she calls it peer scaffolding. So the idea is that if you're a three-year-old and I'm trying to teach you a skill, I might scaffold it for you, give you the steps you need to get there. But your reality and my reality are so far apart. Whereas if there's a five-year-old, if I'm five and you're three, my idea of what you need to get to that skill is more in my reality because we're closer, we're peers. And so she says that peer scaffolding is more effective because the peers are in each other's reality. Like their perspective of the world is so much closer than an adult trying to say, well, here's a step to do this thing that I've known how to do for 30 years, right? Like we're so far removed from the reality. Um, So I just wanted to share that term, peer scaffolding. I had an interview uh, this year (laughs) where they asked me about scaffolding and I mentioned peer scaffolding and I'm like, I know they're not going to like this answer. I know they want to hear that, like, I'm going to do all this stuff. But I'm yeah. like, but like people who are researching self-directed education 
and observe are making observations that peer scaffolding is more effective. Mm -hmm. So if we if we allow kids to be in groups where there's different levels, different ages of their peers, they have like, you know, the, any two-year-old in our space has every scaffold available to them. They have a three-year-old, a four-year-old, a five-year-old, a six-year-old, right? All the way to 13. So they have like the full set of scaffold right there for them. Oh. Now, is it, you know, the other kid's job to necessarily teach them? No. Do they like to? Yes. Do they find belonging and like sharing skills? The step down? For sure. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that um, term, peer scaffolding. And I think teachers, you see, you probably see this as well. That's why they say um, teachers will do like uh, ability groups where it's like whatever your level is, you're all together. What if you're low or you're high? But it's one of the reasons they say like mixed ability groups is better than having all the same ability together because they're going to peer scaffold. Um, so having a mixed age community is like a massive peer scaffolding party. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Just this idea that like they're teaching each other skills. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think with each other. I think it's like that is makes sense because like now what we are thinking, what we are parent thinking is already so far ahead, mm -hmm. right? Like so it's like when the younger age we don't really know what they're thinking, right? Like how they're thinking. So I think it's like when they are closer age, so they have similar thinking, similar view, and similar like, similar experience, like environment too, you yeah. know, like, but when we are young, so different already, you know, like we don't really know what they are thinking and what they are experiencing right now, like mm -hmm. how they are viewed, how they see their experience, you know, like we don't know. So I think that is like that. Yeah, for sure. It's just not. It's not our reality. And yeah. the world that we grew up in as kids, it's a different world. Different even. Already, yeah. Like even if we just think of technology, right? The yeah. technology that kids have access to now, we're removed from being native to that that technology. Yeah, so for sure, spear, peer cap. Oh my gosh, spear scaffolding, <laughs> peer scaffolding for the win. Um, for sure, we're going to leave the challenges for another episode. So are there any other beautiful things I had? We kind of touched on like the learning aspect that they're, they're creating scaffolds for each other. We're talking about like, uh, about the diary thing. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And you want to say that? Okay. Oh, yeah. Kind of like, even though we are diary, we meet only a little bit of time, right? Like the younger kid trying to come in to the space, they want to come in and then and then they maybe they bring their toy and then mm -hmm. they can come in there, right? Like and they like to come in with the older kids. They sit down together or sometimes they sit down next to or they try to sit down yeah, top of level of the older kid. You know like so beautiful thing too I think that that one thing the kids like enjoy coming together and they can deal with the other kids. Yeah, I think what the what I would add to that idea is like people will say um, two-year-olds can't focus or three-year-olds can't focus and maybe not but we can still include them in community in a way that feels respectful and consensual 
And so what you're saying, like, I love when we have, when we gather in a circle and there's like a two-year-old sitting on this kid's lap, there's a three-year-old, you know, even our son who's four years old will be sitting on a five-year-old's yeah. lap, you know? So the, the care that comes into this idea of gathering and what a community is and who's, again, like included in the community, the two-year-olds know that they can come sit on someone's lap or bring their toy, as long as it's not that loud fire truck we have. <laughs> they can bring their toy and they're they're included yeah. in the circle. And they're included, like, we don't skip them if we're passing around the talking draft that we use. Um, it gets passed to the youngest yeah, kid. Yeah, kids too. And, and kids, they kids get... Is, yeah, some kids, is, some kids are just talk too. Some kids are a little shy, they talk, but... Most of the kids, I think, they're sharing, they're sharing, not like exactly what we are mm. talking, but they, they get it, what we, are, what we are talking about, right? Yeah, I love that. When a three-year-old will be like, oh, it's my turn, and like, it's not even on the sharing topic, or like, <laughs> but they get the time, and they get the respect, and I think that that's the massive piece about yeah. it, is that the draft gets passed to them, whether they're on topic or not, whether they want to share or not. Yeah it still goes to them, it doesn't skip them. And I think that, again, that's like such a small way of modeling that like even the youngest people deserve their space mm -hmm. and their respect. So I love that. And then we'll see you for episode three, okay. which is gonna be the challenges of having a super mixed age community from babies to old ladies. I love that saying. Um, so we'll see you in episode three to show you the other side of having a community like this. We have to sing the song. It'll be your greatest teacher, the best friend you have made.